Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. Michio Kako, of course, professor of theoretical physics at the City University of New York. He's the co-founder of the String Field Theory. He is a best-selling author, a couple of his books, The Future of Humanity, The Future of Mind, and has written several books on physics and related topics. He's been a frequent guest on radio and television programs and film, and here he is back on Coast to Coast. Dr. Michio, how are you, sir? Very good, very good. It's been a long time. We did not have a chance to talk to you. You were on a few weeks before Art Bell died, and I wanted to give you a few seconds, Michio, before we get going with this uh, incredible program with you tonight to chat a little bit about Art. You were on with him many, many times, weren't you? Yes, that's right. I was one of his favorite guests, I think. You sure were. You sure were. He used to tell us about you all the time, and you uh, were so... uh, generous to stay with us uh, after Art retired. And uh, what a loss, though. My gosh. And it's uh, hard to believe it's uh, a little over a year that he's been gone. Yeah, you know, I think we really miss him. He was really a, a very, very strong, clear, clarion voice out there. He was one of a kind. Well, thank you for everything you've done for us, for the show, for him. Uh, we really appreciate it. And you're doing a lot of things these days, aren't you? Yeah, I just got off a book tour, uh, my latest book, you know, The Future of Humanity, about the space program, uh, hit the uh, paperback bestseller list, as well as the hardcover bestseller list, so uh, I've been on the road. You sure are, and uh, you're still doing personal appearances as well? Yeah, I was just on Facebook Live uh, this morning, we had uh, 47,000 people uh, tune in to that live interview on Facebook uh, just this morning. Oh, that's fantastic. You think that we may have to leave planet Earth one time. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, the dinosaurs did not have a space program, and that's why they're not here today to talk about it. Uh, We do have a space program, and costs are dropping like a rock. You know the movie The Martian with Matt Damon? Yes, great movie. movie. It costs $100 million to make. But the Indian government sent a probe to Mars for $70 million. So a Hollywood movie about going to Mars costs more than actually (laughs) going to Mars. (laughs) That's how much costs have dropped over the decades. And, uh, you know, it's been 50 years since we went to the moon. But now we have not one, not two, but three potential moon rockets capable of going to the moon. Uh, there could be a traffic jam around the moon in the coming years. Well, you know, right before you came on, I was talking with Dr. Stephen Cates about what NASA's working on, and they're starting to really push plans uh, in the event an asteroid is headed our way, what they're going to do about it, if they can do anything about it. Do you think, uh, Dr. Kaku, that they know there's something going on and they're just not telling us because we'd be panicking like crazy? Well, you know, they track these things. However, they track these things that are bigger than, let's say, a football field. Things smaller than a football field, we don't really track at all. We don't have the funds for it. We don't have the interest for it. And yet things smaller than a football field, you know, the size of an apartment building, they're potential city busters capable of knocking out an entire city. And so um, they should level with us and tell us that they simply don't have enough funds to start to track objects smaller than a football field. If we were to leave the planet, uh, would it be in mass? I mean, how many people could we, uh, at the time we decide to leave, 
How many people could we send out into space, and where would we send them? Well, right now the answer is zero. We are sitting ducks, sitting ducks to a potential strike from outer space, because, you know, everyone thinks we have Bruce Willis and the space shuttle to, to blow up an asteroid or a comet, right? But you see, the space shuttle has been canceled, and the space shuttle, even when it was in operation, could not reach deep space. We are clueless as to how to stop one of these things. Let's say NASA detects an object smaller than a football field headed our way. What can we do? Basically, pray. That's about it. If, if, we, if, you, if we try to blow it up with a nuke, all these other fragments could cause bigger problems, right? That's right. We don't know the consistency of an asteroid. The asteroid could be basically loose rock held together by gravity, and by blowing it up, you just have a whole bunch of these smaller asteroids, which can cause a lot more danger than one big asteroid. And so that's another reason why we should seriously think about beefing up our space program. And like I said, costs are dropping to the point where I think space tourism will eventually take us to the moon. You know that Elon Musk of SpaceX is mm -hmm. actually selling tickets, tickets for going to the moon on his moon rocket? This is serious business now. And people I are buying those right. tickets. Yeah, I think um, our, our grandkids may have the option of honeymooning on the moon. And Japanese billionaires have already, already bought out uh, the, the moon rocket that uh, Elon Musk is fielding. And so he already has a completely sold-out uh, moon rocket ready to go in a few years. <laughs> it's amazing. And your new book, of course, as you mentioned, The Future of Humanity, talks about terraforming Mars, creating an atmosphere that would be livable for humans. Is that 100 years away? Well, it's, it'll be a distant future, of course. However, if we can raise the temperature of Mars by 6 degrees, just by 6 degrees, then you get a runaway greenhouse effect. The warmer the planet is, the more water vapor is released from the polar ice caps, which creates more global warming. And so the greenhouse effect is actually a good thing when it comes to Mars, uh, because you just raise the temperature just for a, by a few degrees, and it takes off all by itself. And the way to do it, well, Elon Musk says maybe we should drop hydrogen bombs on the polar ice caps and melt the polar ice caps. Um, a less dangerous way to terraform Mars is to have solar satellites. Solar satellites beam sunlight down to the polar ice caps. There's plenty of water. Mars has plenty of water. Mars has had water for rivers and even an ocean, an ocean about the size of the United States. That's how much water Mars has in the polar ice caps. It would be almost like holding a big magnifying glass over the planet, wouldn't it? Uh, that's right. Uh, some people have thought about putting these solar satellites around the Earth, beaming microwaves down to Earth. However, at Mars, it would even be easier just to beam microwave radiation down to the polar ice caps and to begin the process, because Mars already, Mars already has plenty of water. It's just frozen. That's the problem. Without a atmosphere where we could breathe without uh, air machines and uh, things like that, what kind of a life would it be for an astronaut to have to be confined, let's say, to some kind of bubble terrain? Well, initially, it is going to be rather confining because, you know, you can't live off the land. 
uh, our early pioneers in the United States, they could live off the land because there was vegetables they could grow, there were animals they could kill, there was air to breathe. Uh, Mars has none of them. So it, it will be difficult. Uh, the initial settlement on Mars will have to brave the fact that there's no food on Mars. However, we can now genetically modify algae and seaweed and plants to thrive in a carbon dioxide atmosphere of Mars. So using genetic engineering, it may be possible to create agriculture, agriculture on Mars for the first time. And plants, of course, love carbon dioxide, and they give off oxygen that we can breathe. Plus the ice, there's plenty of ice on Mars. We can melt the ice and use it for drinking water after we purify it and separate out the oxygen and hydrogen we can breathe the oxygen, and the hydrogen we can use for rocket fuel. And so there's plenty of things that NASA has worked out as to what to do once we get our astronauts on the moon and Mars. What would we have to do to train them in terms of their psyche? Because being on Mars in a terrain like that, in a bubble, would be awfully boring. I mean, what well, would happen? At first, yeah, at first, you're going to have to get used to the fact that you are a pioneer. But eventually, I think we're going to have, um, you know, Martian sports and Martian entertainment. You know, Mars has plenty of sites that would be tourist attractions on the planet Earth. The biggest volcano on four planets, uh, Mount Olympus, not to mention a Grand Canyon the size of the United States of America, 3,000 miles long. That's how big the Grand Canyon of Mars is. So there's plenty of, of tourist attractions on Mars once we get a settlement on Mars. Is there any sizable amount of uh, oxygen on the planet right now that would allow a human to breathe without no, an apparatus? Really. Nothing. The, the atmosphere is uh, uh, 1% the atmospheric pressure on the planet Earth, and most of the atmosphere is carbon dioxide, which, of course, plants love. Right. And plants could convert the carbon dioxide to oxygen. Sure would. I hate to be the first one to have to take that uh, helmet off and take a gasp just to see what it's like. Well, we, we saw that scene in the movie Total Recall where Arnold Schwarzenegger is thrown on the Martian desert without a spacesuit, And it's not a very pleasant scene in that movie. Great movie, by the way. It was a great movie. Your, the, your late uh, colleague, uh, Dr. Stephen Hawking, uh, proposed that we leave the planet as well. So what is it about you incredible scientists that see something that uh, we folks just don't see right now? Uh, well, we think it's inevitable. It's a law of physics. Uh, physics has a death warrant for life on the planet Earth. In 5 billion years, the sun is going to expand and eat up the Earth. Poets ask the question, will the Earth end in fire or ice? We know the answer. The answer is fire. Uh, the sun will eat up the Earth. Uh, and the sky will be on fire, the mountains will melt, the oceans will boil, and we will have the last nice day on the planet Earth. So uh, that's on a scale of five billion years. On a scale of millions of years, we have asteroid impacts that could take us out. Um, every 50 million years or so, a, a, a planet buster uh, could conceivably hit the planet Earth to wipe out the dinosaurs and wipe us out as well. And then we have supervolcanoes like um, a Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. Underneath Yellowstone National Park is a gigantic supervolcano 
that will eventually rip the guts out of the United States of America. It will go again. It goes every 600,000 years, and it's overdue. It's overdue, and it's inevitable. I mean, <laughs> it's a law of physics that that supervolcano will, will erupt. And then, of course, on a scale of decades, we have the possibility of nuclear proliferation, the greenhouse effect, uh, weaponized designer germs. Uh, you name it, uh, we've got problems to face. And that's why we physicists say we need an insurance policy. An insurance policy just in case something bad happens naturally or artificially. And just remember that 99.9% of all life forms on the Earth eventually go extinct. Extinction is the norm. Extinction is the norm. If you don't believe me, just dig right under your feet. Right under your feet are the bones of the 99.9% life forms that never made it. So we don't want to go the way of 99.9% of all species on the planet Earth. Mother Nature, she gets tired of organisms and boom, they're extinct. We don't want to go that way. And that's why we need an insurance policy so that we have a settlement, a self-sufficient settlement on Mars and beyond. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.